So this episode is going to work very, very differently from how these normally go about. I'm not going to implement the intro song or outro song or anything like that. There is no real structure to anything that I'm saying right now. This is just something that I felt like doing. Even if a year ago I did an like extensive retrospective review for this album, I still wanted to do something because I owe it to myself and my adoration for this record and the band altogether to just kind of take this time every single year that I can to reflect on what this album truly means to me and how you guys genuinely are not listening to my voice right now without this fucking immaculate piece of work. Four years ago today, January 25th, 2019, Bring Me the Horizon released Amo. This is significant to me because Amo is not only my favorite Bring Me the Horizon album ever, it is my favorite album in the history of music. There is no single record that has ever impacted me the way that Amo did and the way that Amo continues to impact me on a daily basis four years later. There is not a day that goes by where I don't think about Amo or I don't hear at least one song off of Amo. It is like tattooed on my heart and brain in the most significant way that something within this entertainment medium possibly can be. This probably gets said a lot by other people when it comes to their favorite bands and songs and albums. Amo saved me. It did not just change me and shape me. It saved me in ways that extend to metaphorical meanings and then also literal meanings. Amo is everything to me. And I think to kind of express why that's the case, I have to go back in time a bit and just talk about Bring Me the Horizon in general and my attachment to this band because I discovered them towards the end of 2008, back when Suicide Season was brand new. And just finding the video for Chelsea Smile and having that be my exposure to them, that is something that I will never, ever, ever be able to forget for the rest of my life. That feeling of being 13 years old at the time and just getting lost in that song and not understanding how something could be that captivating because any band up to that point who I championed and like really put on a pedestal like Avenged Sevenfold and Linkin Park and Paramore, I felt like I was unearthing something new that I immediately recognized would be a staple of my life from that point on. And it happened with Chelsea Smile, it happened with There Is a Hell and Sempaternal and That's a Spirit, and every single instance of this band putting out something, I felt more connected to not just them, 
but music altogether. That is the effect that Bring Me the Horizon had on me. That is the effect that they continue to have on me. And throughout those journeys and those record cycles, I felt like this band matched whatever was going on in my life at any given time they were active. I just mentioned being 13 years old and listening to Chelsea Smile. At that point in time, Chelsea Smile, and then all of Suicide Season for that matter, then even Count Your Blessings, having looked back on that at the time, those songs and albums represented everything that I wanted to hear in music at that time. I wanted to listen to, you know, just this fucking cliche screamo metalcore bullshit i wanted that i wanted somebody like ollie sykes with his fucking generic emo haircut generic emo skinny jeans singing and screaming these lines out to me that is exactly what my life called for at the time and then you get into there is a hell and things kind of become a little bit more based in the um the production element to bring me the horizon that's what i was looking for at the time you go into Semper Eternal, and that is what I wanted. I wanted something a little bit more mature. I was 18 when that record, or actually, I was about to turn 18 when that record came out. I kept Semper Eternal with me so closely because of the natural life changes that happen once you leave high school and go into college. Semper Eternal was what I needed at the time. Two years later, That's the Spirit was my everything. I obsessed over that album. I still do to this day. I have the fucking umbrella tattooed on my right index finger because that's the spirit represented a moment in time where I finally understood why music is what it is to me, why it means this much to me, because the understanding that a band could take their sound and evolve it the way that Bring Me the Horizon did, that showed me the value and the worth that comes with pursuing this endeavor and all the dreams that I have attached to this fucking weird-ass music scene. To have been able to see for myself a band go from Diamonds Aren't Forever to doomed over a seven-year stretch, I understood music as an art form more in that moment than ever before. Bring Me the Horizon explained music to me through these albums. They kind of like took my hand and just guided me through everything that music can be and should be and the things that I am proud to say that it is. So, with those albums meaning as much to me as I just expressed, why Amo? Why is a four-year-old album my favorite album in history? Why is the most radically different Bring Me the Horizon album the one that I am championing in this, like, gold medal-esque manner? And maybe that's another reason why I am doing an episode like this, because I don't know if I fully understand it yet. I don't know if I have the answer as of right now for why an album that has songs like Mantra and Wonderful Life and Nihilist Blues, that's the one that resonated with me more than any other one? Yeah. And again, I don't know if I have the full 
understanding or the answers to that. But what I can tell you guys is that there is this almost indescribable connection that I have to Amo, and I have had it from the fucking moment that Mantra was being teased. Not even when it premiered, when it was being fucking teased, and you had like those uh flyers or whatever else was happening around the world for Mantra, and then you could call that number and hear, do you want to start a cult with me and like the chopped up bits of the song? From that moment onward, Amo was everything to me. It was my world. Every time a single rolled out for Amo, it was like this out-of-body experience because of how much each song kind of showed me how far Bring Me the Horizon had come. Mantra is kind of a really straightforward song, and it feels like the natural progression to get from that spirit into Amo. It's not super different from anything on that spirit. It has like that same kind of a delivery and an effect and a tone to it, but it is still just Bring Me the Horizon taking what could have been a very like standard song and morph it into something generational and memorable. And then I had the same feeling for Wonderful Life back when that released as a second single. And just having this like astonishment towards the way that they were able to craft this song that originated as a Limbiscuit track, I believe. I don't know if the band wrote it for Limbiscuit or if they wrote it with Limbiscuit, but whatever happened, it took on that kind of a style. And being able to incorporate Danny Filth from Cradle of Filth in it in a manner that isn't very like patented to what his style normally is it was this further understanding of bring me the horizon being masters of the art of having no boundaries this band is as versatile as they are because they made it a point to show all of us that they can take any kind of a sound and a style and be gods at it medicine was the third single and i i don't think i will ever be able to fully explain to you guys why medicine means as much to me as it does medicine is for all intents and purposes a pop rock song okay it is as far removed from anything that, you know, certain elitists would say, bring me the horizon's true nature is. And I genuinely do not give a fuck what anybody would have to say as a rebuttal to me explaining that I think medicine is potentially the greatest song ever made. Medicine has had me in a chokehold since January 3rd. 2019, and there is no song that has ever been able to just engulf me the way that medicine did. Watch me take the wheel like you, not feel like you, act like nothing's real like you, so I'm sorry for this. It might sting a bit. Medicine is fucking amazing, guys. Medicine is fucking tremendous. Medicine is fucking awesome. 
And you know what? So is the rest of Amo, because I could just sit here and ramble and waffle about every song and what it delivered to this album. I can just go on and on about Nihilus Blues and the rave nature that it has to it. I can talk about In the Dark being this kind of like alternative rock pop song that might be one of the greatest things I've ever heard in my life. I can talk about how, how heavy metal is like the biggest fuck you to gatekeeping that they could have possibly ever written. I can say whatever I want to about fucking Ouch and how I think it is the greatest interlude song ever made. And even if it's like a minute 40, whatever it is, I have been able to take more from Ouch than I have most songs ever made by Bream the Horizon. Amo, from the moment I finished it, was my favorite album of all time. And I had no hesitation about feeling this strongly for the album. I never had a moment where I was like, you know, oh, wait a minute, like, maybe this isn't my favorite album by by them. Maybe it's that spirit, maybe it's Eternal. No, it was always Amo. It was always destined to be Amo. The destiny for that didn't just come from the fact that I love the album so much from a sonic standpoint. Everything that was happening in my life back then in January 2019, Amo acted as like, like a bookmark of sorts, because... I kind of am of the belief that a little bit after Amo released, my life kind of started to go downhill. And around like May into June of that year, 2019, just certain events unfolded and continue to unfold that have shaped me in some really negative ways. If you hear a cat eating in the background, let him or her cook. I should turn around and see who it is actually. Let him cook. Um, Amo was something that I needed because it prepared me for these hardships in life that I'm being very vague about for reasons. I do not know how I would have been able to venture through some incredibly tumultuous periods of my life without Amo, without having a song like, I don't know what to say. Be there and let me understand how to cope with loss and not understanding why we bother going through certain motions knowing that it's just going to end. Amo was life-saving and life-changing. And I truly do believe that One of the biggest reasons why I even have this platform and this podcast is so that I can give back to music the same way that Amo delivered so many emotions and cathartic moments to me. I don't live in the house anymore that I did back when I first heard Amo, but when I did, Something that I did regularly, because this was the setting that I first heard Amo in, I would turn off all of the lights in my room, sit in my bed, have beside me a mango Gatorade, and just listen to the album all the way through, from start to finish. And that became almost like ritualistic to me, and so many times that I like close my eyes and I think about lyrics or moments from Amo, that is the setting that I kind of visualize myself in and I have so many additional memories attached to Amo 
that just put me in like this really good and calming headspace. And I fucking need as much of that as I can possibly have. And I know I wouldn't have had as many moments of tranquility over the last four years without Amo. Amo is, in my opinion, once again, the greatest album ever made. And this episode is called My Love Letter to Amo. It's not enough. It's really not. It will never be enough. Me sitting here and telling you guys how much I love this album will never be enough for me to pay every bit of favor back to Bring the Horizon. I don't know what I need to do to do that. But I want to do it. Because, again, and this is no like hyperbolic type shit, they saved me. Amo saved me. Amo is the most important body of work I have ever been exposed to in any sort of art or entertainment medium. This is the fucking greatest album of all time. And I don't know what else to do to express that to you guys. So I'm probably just going to shut up now and say that if you have never listened to Amo before, you probably should listen to it. I can't guarantee that you're going to fucking love it the way that I do, but it's very much so worth a listen through at least. If you already love Amo, you know Ball. If you've heard Amo and you don't fuck with it, that's fine, dude. You know, it's a music is so fucking opinionated. It's whatever. But at the end of the day, I know what this album means to me. I know what it has meant to my life. Because it saved it. I don't usually think about this because I, I kind of view my life through a very uh, cynical lens. For as many bad things that have happened to me since this album released, there have also been a lot of good things. I've been able to meet some really awesome people. One in particular who is the greatest friend I've ever had, and I hope I've done enough to make her understand that. I got to graduate from college. It was in a pandemic, so I didn't have a real ceremony, but... I have the degree with me. I rescued four amazing cats. I have been able to make some financial moves that have benefited me and blessed me in ways that I didn't think could ever be possible. None of that happens without Amo. The reason why I am able to provide for myself right now and provide for my cats and then maybe in the future provide for a family, Amo gave me that ability. I am nothing without this album, and that's probably pathetic to say, but if I'm just keeping it a stack with you guys, that's the honest to God truth. Amo is the reason why I get to live. Thank you, Amo. Thank you, Bring Me the Horizon.